going on internet analytic here aka dreams and i would like to welcome you to mine which i call the notorious mass effect podcast i am your hip-hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of pop culture mixed in for episode 24 we're going to be getting into g herbo the weekend's grammy snub cyberpunk 2077 and immortals phoenix rising but before that make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities also, make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Now that we got the intro out of the way, let's switch it up and get into the quote of the pod. Okay, getting into the quote of the pod, we're going to be, for this uh, episode, we're going to be getting into G Herbo. And apparently, G Herbo has been running up the G's with fake credit cards stolen credit cards to be exact i mean i mean all of this is a uh, allegedly but uh so he was indicted uh in, indicted indicted i don't know i think it's indicted <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's indicted anyways um herbo was indicted for using stolen credit cards to book jets um luxury vacations and and puppies <laughs> what <laughs> g herbal was just out here going wild you know you know when you like i don't know if herb felt like he was getting to this point but when you get to the point that you're just spending money on just random things you don't even need like what is he out here stealing like fake credit cards to buy puppies for like kind of weird if you ask me but anyways um so this all happened in uh, springfield massachusetts uh december 2nd the the feds, so that like the FBI came in and, and indicted um, G Herbo and five other of his associates for like various crimes. But you know, of course, the headlines was G Herbo because you know of, of how popular of a, of a person he is as a rapper. So he was indicted for identity theft, aiding and abetting, and conspiracy to commit wire fraud. So. It's very like city girl type vibes. I don't know if any of y'all are too familiar with the, the city girls or just them like with with uh, JT. I believe she actually spent like served time in jail because of um, scamming. I don't know like the specifics of it, but I just know it was generally around scamming. So this is something that's um, plagued the black. <laughs> I was about to say the black community. Maybe that too, but uh, plagued the hip hop community as of as of recently because for, for some reason these rappers with like a lot of money chooses to like go another route and just start trying to steal credit card information and using fake credit cards so um 
apparently it's worked enough for G Herbo to start buying puppies with it. I mean, I don't think puppies was like if he I would assume that if he had like a checklist of what to buy with fake credit cards, I would assume that puppies were wasn't high on the list. So I think Herb got to the point where the, the scamming of the fake credit cards worked so well that he just started buying like random stuff off the Internet. And he just ended up wanting a puppy one day. And then I don't know. That's that's a weird like definitely he definitely got through his whole checklist before he just started buying like random random things it's, it's kind of like that saying like when you do something and they like uh get out while the while the getting is good it, it was kind of this kind of seems like g herbo just stayed like just kept trying to get more and more and then like he eventually got caught up so all of these i mean this whole story is allegedly but you know i had to have it i had to have a little fun with it as um Herbo is a pretty uh, street type rapper. So, and when I say street, I mean like more of a serious type. Like, if you look at him, you if you look at him and listen to him in interviews, you wouldn't su uh, suspect that he's just out here just uh, basically doing this type of scamming and and using it to buy um, luxury items along with puppies. So. Um, these are all accusations, of course. Other people was with him, but when you're like of the status of G Herbo, you're gonna you're gonna headline on every like every news article, which is what's which is the case right here. So, um, the Feds has been building this case up for because one of the things about the FBI and the hip hop, right? Whenever they get you or indict you, indict you on something, it's never like a spur of the moment type, type. Like they never just get a case and then they're like, "Well, let's go get them now." Usually, they let it build up for a little bit. So, um, the Fed said that they claim that they've been building up this case since March 2016. So they've been following Herb a, a while for for this uh, fraudulent charges, as as they're putting it. And they said that he also, with these fake uh, credit cards and wire scams, he was scheduling private jets, yachts, and exotic cars, and even booking um, him and his crewmates pr uh, private chefs. So they're claiming that he, he was just going crazy with the fake credit cards, um, using it like Monopoly money because... He also hired security guards, services, rented limos, paid for commercial. Air. So basically, Herbo was living off of these like fake, um, off of these wire frauds. And the alleged claim is that he he's been doing this since 2016. I mean, that's when the case said it was first built. There's a lot of court documents in these uh, news articles. I don't think y'all really care too much to for me to read out the like specific terminology that they're using in these articles. But just know that um, Herbo had to take the time out to, like, deny these uh, uh, allegations, of course. I mean, it, it wouldn't imagine him just coming in and just be like, yeah, man, that, that was me. <laughs> like, he'd be like, yeah, block me up. That was me. Like, he has to put up some sort of fight. So, um, obviously, they're denying these claims. Um, <clears throat> they also, so, so the, to get this whole they they the fbi like laid out the whole plan to how they got these like credit card information and stuff like that so apparently g herbo and his his crewmates was providing le legitimate payment card information with actual like 
like with real government names as the cardholder, real actual addresses, security codes, and the expiration dates. So he was getting this. <clears throat> these weren't just made up randomized uh, numbers. They just put on a credit card and start using. These are actually cards with actual people's names and addresses behind them, which is why this is a serious offense. Um, and why they're coming after Herbo like this and building up a case since 2016. So the card holders um, would naturally discover the transactions on their new accounts. And then they were like the people who actually own those cards that Herbo was using. Allegedly, they would find it on their accounts and then they would just dispute the charges because, you know, when you know, for people who use credit cards often, there's always I don't know if this happened to everybody, but most, if not everybody, you've had a charge that just came from like a random country or just something and then something out of the blue that you for a fact no it wasn't you and it wasn't anybody else to, uh that used your account so you were disputed and then it would, ju it would just be that um like with herbo he, he was using so many different uh like credit cards that the people on what was starting to like the disputes was basically piling up in the feds case so they was following these uh fraudulent charges which technically they weren't fraudulent in the like the people who actually own those cars they have money on there obviously but with herbo using it it wasn't his car so that's what made it fraudulent and that's why the fbi was keeping such a close eye on like just letting it pile up basically because what they do is when they come and indict you they build up a case so like bulletproof that you have no choice but to start um working with the government to to bring in more people or just start serve your time in jail which is what happened with six nine which six nine's case was a was very it was much more extreme than what what happened right here with herbo but um it's still it's still a serious charge nonetheless so uh yeah what else was about so so um i think i already got into everything with him using the, the fake credit cards and using it for for everything and, and travel and also he traveled under uh, they say he tried allegedly the feds said he well this is all allegedly of course the feds said that g herbal was traveling under a false name called herbert light so i guess the quote of the pie would be herbert herbert light instead of uh g herbo because that's what they want that's what he wanted them uh that's what allegedly he was he was traveling under so mm, that's that's pretty interesting and then it was giving specific dates on when he booked these private jets to to with the fake credit cards and so they gave one date they said private jet from chicago to austin during south by southwest in march 16 2017 so they've been like they really built up this case and they they they've been waiting to so the, they've been waiting <laughs> you know how when somebody's plotting on you and they be like okay now's the time Let, let's go get them that's basically what the feds was doing with herbo and these uh fraudulent wire charges like they was just waiting and waiting and waiting <laughs> and then they just let it they just let it build up and then they eventually was just like okay let's just go get them so that's unfortunate for g herbo hopefully um he can get over these charges i didn't know the i didn't know these details were so because i always read over the articles but like th these details are kind of crazy like the, the alleged stuff that they're saying that Herbo was doing makes you look at him in, in a totally different way. Every time 
most people look at Herbo, they remember him for that freestyle when he had his fold, arms folded and he had one of the flows that like took off and every other rapper started using. And and now it's just he's being uh, he's being accused of buying luxur luxur <laughs> I can't even say it. Luxurious puppies with his own Instagram account. Like just think about that type of claim that they will make and just but so it's just weird. November so they said November 2017. They said that he ordered two designer puppies for um with stolen credit cards. And the reason that th this like even came to light, like they even uh, found out about it was the pet company was suspicious over the order, which I would be too. I mean, a rapper buying like okay, yeah. That's just weird. Like <laughs> I'm not saying you can't own a puppy, but like to order like I, I, don't you how do you even why would you order a puppy online it don't most people want to go see the puppy like interact with it before you like take it home it's kind of like ordering like a, a kid i guess it's not the same but it's more of like ordering like a kid offline like i, I feel like you want to go like at least interact and, and see like what's its uh, characteristics and tendencies and like he was just out here just ordering random luxurious puppies just because he he was bored and so that that goes back to my whole checklist um idea when i just feel like he had a whole checklist he got to the bottom of it and just started adding random stuff like puppies so yeah they, they said he did that um the pet company was suspicious and asked for a direct confirmation from uh g herbo's official instagram account so even the pet company was a little was a little um on edge about the purchase g herbo did actually reply to the pet company's dm and confirmed he was ordering <laughs> Imagine G Herbo just picking up the phone, and be like, "Yeah, I, I, I wanted them puppies. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I wanted those. Like, th there was no, uh, like, a, I wanted the puppies. <laughs> it's like a guy who who raps about killing every other sentence. Well, not every other sentence. He, he raps about killing in every other bar, and he's just out here ordering luxurious puppies with fake credit cards. It's just kind of, it's very interesting. Um, so yeah, those are the the." Those are the crimes that, that G Herbo and his like uh, co his cooperators are not cooperators, but his uh, co-conspirators is what they put in the article were are facing right now. And okay, they actually gave a timeline. They said that they're facing they're facing decades in prison. So I didn't know that. Well, I mean, stealing people's money is not a, a like a light crime. Like that's not something to take lightly, you know. But. Like with with Herbo and his, and his whoever he was with doing these fraudulent wire charges with, for them to be facing decades in prison, it makes you think. Like it makes you wonder if, if they even, because you know some people they will get a charge and they'd be like, oh, yeah man, I wish I would never never did that or I wish I would have never bought them puppies. But you know some people they will just say like it just comes with it. Like I, I'm ready to. I knew this day could come. You know how some people are just like, yeah, I've been doing the, the crime. I knew the time would, would eventually, uh, could eventually catch up to me. And some people are just like, man, I wish I would never did it. I didn't know it was this bad. So I wonder what side of the fence Herbo and his, uh, co-conspirators fall on, uh, fall on the side of, because it's just like when you, when you do so much in the hip hop community and then you get indicted and die, uh, 
hopefully I'm saying it right, indicted on these uh, fraudulent wire charges, buying all sorts of stuff, private. Like, I went through the list. There's no, I could go through it again for, like, just listen to this list. So, the, he went, he was buying everything. Like, he wasn't even taking he wasn't taken into consideration of maybe I should stop while I'm ahead at all. Like he was just, he just kept going with it. So, um, yeah. So just private jets I actually lost it. I don't know why I lost it. Went to a whole different story. So he, he was like using these fake cars for everything. Just, just buying all type of luxurious vacations. Um, they said he was buying bodyguards, he was buying yachts, exotic cars, private chefs. Imagine buying somebody to make you food off a fake credit card. That's just, if you really put it in perspective, it, it just it just doesn't add up. And of course, you know, the one that stood out to me, luxurious, no, not luxurious, designer puppies. I guess they're different from regular puppies, so... I would assume he was buying those for a lady. You know, I was, I'm just joking about him wanting them. I, I'm pretty sure he was just buying them for a girl of his or something like that. But that's still that's still funny. Like, out of all things that that will catch you up in the, in the lawsuit, that's the one that's highlighted. So, um, yeah, click my link tree. Uh, message one of my social medias. Let me know what do you think of G Herbo out here using fraudulent credit cards to buy designer puppies and. Do you think that he would get um, convicted? Is that the right word? I think convicted or basically, do you think he's innocent or, or, or guilty? Like if he's guilty, he's going to jail for a long time. But the type of lawyers, like one of the things that hip hop artists are told to do when they get a lot of money is to buy good lawyers and, and not even good, like great lawyers, depending on what you're doing. Because, you know, these hip these hip hop artists are not the, the most. Um, they're not the most clean, if 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 you know what I'm saying. Like some of these hip hop artists really did things before they got into the industry and started rapping and making music. So it's just like, for one of the first things that they're advised to do is to buy great lawyers, and and so hopefully, Herbo's lawyer lawyer can help him get out of this case. With minimum to no damage on his overall perception in the public. So yeah. That's all I have for G Herbo being indicted for all the charges he was indicted with. And now we're going to switch it up and get into music. Okay, getting into music. We're going to talk about The Weeknd. One of my favorite artists of all time. One of my favorite like just people to listen to of all time apparently well not apparently we're just gonna get straight into it so with the grammys in the weekend they had a dispute i think is the right way to describe it because over the weekend not um not having any nominations so bringing it back a little bit not just getting right into it let's build it up a little bit <laughs> just a little bit with the weekend slamming the, the Grammy Awards for not nominating him for anything, calling them corrupt because of him not having any nominations. Plus, I mean, he dropped a whole album this year that did like tremendous numbers. The After Hours album is my favorite album of the year, like personally. 
statistically and public perception wise is is being received close to very near like like pretty much near of the of the same way i feel like this album is being perceived and just critically acclaimed and 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 the public perception is just that this album was one of the weekend's best bodies of work as when he dropped blinding lights it topped it blinding lights is one of the most successful songs of 2020 and that's like a statistical fact heartless i don't know as much on um how good that did streaming wise but heartless was was on the hot 100 billboard uh i believe it was top 10 top 5 for a little bit like the weekend does great numbers with streaming i I talk about that all the time if you listen to my previous episodes on me talking about abel but with the with the song it's just he he performed so well streaming wise and his impact is undeniable like the whole character he made just for this album like the the uh, bloody face with, with the afro and because if people don't remember with the trilogy the weekend had a look with his crazy hair like people would literally put rap will we'll put in their bars of uh talking about messy like abel's hair you know because of the way that it, it was just the way that it was just presented on his trilogy album house of balloons like the, the way his his hair just was just crazy like in general so for him to switch the whole thing up go with after hours and and, and make a whole persona at, over one album was very um unique and and not really something that that the grammys i guess cared about because <laughs> even though the public cared about it like everybody really cared about it and i'm gonna get into why i think he got zero nominations because i don't think it had to do with the quality of music at all like i just said the perception was great and the numbers were great like sometimes you get one or the other abel got both with after hours so it was just really weird um the grammys okay so quote the grammys remain corrupt that's what the weekend tweeted and he said it and he said quote you owe me my fans in the industry transparency end quote so that's he's basically going off of what i was talking about how when the album came out huge public perception um critically acclaimed had all the accolades all the numbers there was not one person that came out and said after hours was bad like it was either was it great or was it the the best album of 2020 like it wasn't no it wasn't no in between or you love you hate it everybody loved after hours but it may be one of those one or two that didn't but because you always have like haters but like after hours is one of the best is the best album of 2020 in my opinion but uh let's get back into the actual details of the Grammy. So, the Recording Academy's CEO, well, ousted CEO. So, this is like an X for the Grammy. So, of course, he's the one that come out and, and speak on the singer's behalf. But Harvey Mason Jr., the Recording Academy's interim president and CEO, spoke earlier and said, listen to this. He said he was surprised The Weeknd didn't earn a single nomination. So, the interim president and CEO of the Recording Academy's is saying that he was surprised that he didn't the singer didn't get a single nomination like he just didn't have any power over over who received nominations or not 
Then he said it's hard to to predict the the voters' decisions. He actually gave a quote saying, "You know, there are so many nominations, and there's so many. There's only so many slots. Listen, to <laughs> okay, sorry, I gotta get through the quote. Okay, so let me start over. So get into quote. You know, there are so many nominations, and there's so there's only so many slots." It's really tough to predict what the voters are going to vote for in any given year, he told the Associated Press. Following up by saying, quote, I try not to be too surprised. This man basically said there's only so many slots, can't give a nomination to everybody when talking about the weekend. That's like saying... Okay, yeah, um, there was top five quarterbacks, but Patrick Mahomes wasn't one of them because, you know, it's just on, there's only so many slots you can use for the best quarterbacks in the league. Like, <laughs> that, that's how crazy this sounds, like to put it in the NFL terms or to put it in the basketball terms. Yeah, there was just so many um, best players in the league that we really couldn't find a slot to put LeBron in. It was, it was just really hard. You know, there's only so many slots we could choose for the best players in the NBA. It's kind of like that's what the the uh, CEO is saying right now. Like he's just basically trying to cover himself by saying there's only so many slots. Like, yo, one of those slots should have automatically been locked up by the weekend. Like the weekend. Like, anyways, um, getting to some of the other quotes um, on speaking on the topic. The weekend was obviously disappointed. Even the CEO said he was disappointed, and he said, "quote I can." I can empathize with what he's feeling, end quote. But he was just saying all type of just, um, yeah, he, he was saying all type of that. <laughs> so the weekend was shut out of the Grammys, unfortunately. One of the one of the biggest surprising snubs of the year. And I think he even trended when when the grant. This is how you know they messed up. When the Grammy nominations came out, the weekend was trending over every other artist that was nominated. That should tell you what type of perception or just what type of love people have for the weekend. You know, it, it's just it's very obvious. It's not something like will the fans like if we nominate this person or will he not? But I'm gonna get into why. Actually, let's get into it now because the rest of this article is talking about Justin Bieber asking why his album wasn't in the R&B category. Like, like people care about that. So nobody, like, come on, Justin. Like, obviously. Anyways, let me stop. Um. Okay, so my personal opinion, and this is only because I seen this headline like a week or two before. I think this announcement came before the Grammys nominations. So what I'm talking about is um, a press release came out saying that The Weeknd will headline the Pepsi Super Bowl LV halftime show. What is LV? I, I'm not too good with uh, Roman New roman numerals so let's, let's look that up right quick i know y'all probably already know but sorry i gotta look it up wasn't a great with uh wasn't a great with with roman numeral and, and counting and stuff like that so okay so super bowl 55 halftime show so he's performing on february 7th in tampa florida so the weekend which even in this article they said three-time grammy award-winning uh, vocalist, which is is just very interesting that this came out like shortly before the nominations came out. 
but they were saying he would headline the 2021 Super Bowl halftime show, which is a huge accomplishment in itself. When Jay-Z took over with collabing with the NFL, a lot of people was thinking that he would put on more like minority artists, which he did in last Super Bowl, but it was kind of a safe pick. I believe he went with, I don't know if he went with J-Lo, but he went with somebody that was like, it, it was a safe pick. Like it was a pop star and not too, um, like obviously Jay-Z can't just come out and be like, okay, we're having Kendrick for the halftime show. Like obviously that would show too much of a bias, but he did put a minority, but I think it was partly like, I think they asked Cardi B to be like part of the show and then she declined. I think she declined because that was back when the time when a lot of artists was declining the half halftime show. Even artists that didn't even get asked to do the ha halftime show came out and act like they declined it. Like, I forgot who came out. It, it was somebody. Was like, yeah, I declined it. They was trying to bring me on for a feature. Like, no, no they wasn't. <laughs> so, but anyways, the NFL and the Jay-Z Entertainment um, Agency, Rock Nation, released a press release. Well, released the um, announcement that The weekend will be headlining the, the uh, halftime show. So... They said, they said, quote, thrilled to welcome the weekend to the stage because I guess uh, Pepsi is like a huge marketer of the halftime show, which is a pretty big look for Pepsi. Mm. So the pre the Pepsi VP of marketing, Todd Kaplan, hopefully Kaplan, Kaplan, I don't know how to say that. He said, quote, after a year that's largely been void of live music, we can't wait to watch The Weeknd transform the world's biggest stage with his limitless talent and creativity. The type of respect that needs to be put on The Weeknd's name. You know, you know what I'm saying? But anyways, let's get back into the quote. Delivering what will most certainly be unforgettable performance that will be rem remembered for years to come. So the Super Bowl 55 will take place at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida on February 7th and will air live on CBS. Just in case y'all wanted to catch the halftime show. If you wasn't a huge NFL fan, like at least you get to see Abel perform live. I mean, it's, it's not too many times that the weekend can even perform um, just in general because with the pandemic and online performances was attempted by some artists and they miserably failed the best online performances i think i was i saw that was put together was the uh, bet awards when they put up a lot of hip-hop artists doing their thing on stage and it just went back to back like it was basically like music videos because it wasn't no live performance type atmosphere so this marks oh okay so there was other type of uh okay so jennifer lopez did do the la the last uh super bowl with shakira so I, that's what i'm saying like that's a safe pick you know what i mean uh the weekend is still like obviously there's other picks they could have went with like country stars or something like that but going with the weekend like that's just that that's a good pick like that, that's one of those that's okay we're getting closer and closer to finally getting a rapper to headline the halftime show which is not the ultimate goal, of course, but with Jay-Z being the uh, head of entertainment, at some point, if he doesn't put a rapper in that halftime performance show, that if he doesn't put a rapper on that halftime stage, then he's going to be looked at a certain way because he's a rapper and he needs, well, not needs to, but like 
at least one at i don't know how long this this stint is with him collabing with nfl and helping out with the entertainment aspect but if he doesn't get a, a hip-hop artist to do, or just rapper to do the uh, halftime show in the time that he's there like at least once like not more than once maybe but at least once and make it good then uh then that will bring because because a lot of people just think he, he just took the job just for the check you know but i think like with, with most hip-hop artists they don't really do too much when they perform and in, in live like the, one of the few performances i've been to was drake and the way he walked around the stage and he you could tell he literally knew which song he was going to and from which stage he wanted to jump on for this set piece some rappers just come out walk around jump up and down 20 million times and then walk off stage like they have no type of choreography no type of uh okay for this song i'm going to the to the uh left stage and then sit on this little part that the camera can be right beside me for this like slow song or i'm gonna go over here and i'm gonna get into this little thing that's gonna take me across to another stage like it is very much noticeable on who takes their live performances serious and for the weekend for him being a vocalist and not lip singing and still sounding similar to how he sounds on actual records it's pretty amazing because if you ever listen to the weekend people who sing like that have to do like vocal rest and and most times can't even talk for like a whole week like i'm not joking look up vocal rest for artists it will tell you it will say you can't use your voice for anything for a long period of time you'll have to get like you you have to become the best texter or the fastest and best texter in the world in like a, a week because I think that's the longest you can go with the vocal rest but vocal rest happens often for people like that who sing like that because their voice is is so pure that um like your voice can go away if you sing like that often if you ever watch uh, going off on a tangent but kind of not because i did kind of hint on justin bieber uh, in the grammys talk but with justin bieber he had a whole documentary where he had like a uh, he had something wrong with it with his vocal cords because he used it so often so it's just whenever you use your voice often and it's like an instrument you have to take care of your instrument like you don't just use a guitar and just after you're done with it just throw it throw it against the wall or just start uh banging it on stuff like you have to put it in the case you have to clean it you you have to do the same thing you do for your vocal cords so with the weekend him being off for a little bit and not being able to tour or just do live shows i believe this halftime show will be pretty like incredible to say the least because the way he sings is not it is not easily duplicated i mean they compare him to michael jackson of all people when singing so yeah that's how that's how i feel about him but yeah, I kind of went a tangent on with the with the vocal rest and everything, but that, that that's real, that's a real thing that that people who sing like that have to go through. Like I know, I was I was listening to a Busta uh, Rhymes interview, and he was talking about Mariah Carey was telling him that he could only text her. He was like, you know how Busta Rhymes talks. He was like, well, she she just she well, you just don't want to talk to me. <laughs> like you know how Busta Rhymes gets. So, it, it, and Mariah Carey like not her, but. 
he talked to uh, her representative or whatever and then they was telling him that she's on vocal rest for a week can't talk anything so he was like she's just writing down on paper uh like when she wants some milk or wants some something to drink like this she just write it down and somebody goes get it but it, it's just really vocal rest is not for the week <laughs> so that's that's more moral of the story of the of the uh, of that story so and also speaking about Abel, uh, another A came out and, and defended the 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 two A's came together to to talk bad about the Grammys, and the other A I'm talking about is Arby Graham, aka Drake, came out and said that the Grammys are no longer um, representative of impactful music. Basically, the quote like to say like word for word, he said. The disconnect between impactful music and these awards after this, that's the article. Hold up, <laughs> where, where is it? Let me find the let me find the the quote real quick because Drake was Drake was going off. Okay, he said okay, this is a long one. Anyways, he, he Aubrey came to the defense of Abel, saying, "I think we should." Uh, I can't even read. Anyways, I'm gonna start it. I'm gonna start over. I think we should stop allowing ourselves to be shocked every year by the disconnect between impactful music and these awards and just accept that what once was the highest form of recognition may no longer matter to the artists that exist now and the ones that come after. It's like a relative you keep expecting to fix up, but they just can't change the ways. The other day I said the weekend and then he added them was a lock for either album of the year. Okay. I'm gonna start over. <laughs> the other day I said the weekend was a lock for album of the year. Oh my gosh, I can't read. Anyways, okay, third time's a charm. <laughs> Okay, the the other day I said the weekend was a lock for either album or a song of the year, along with countless other reasonable assumptions, and it just never goes that way. This is a great time for somebody to start something new that we can build up over time and pass on to the generations to come. So that was end quote. Basically, Drake really came to the defense of the weekend, saying that these art, these award shows aren't representative of impactful music. And if they were, Lil Baby would have all the the hip hop nominations because of what he's been dropping. And the weekend would have basically all of the R and B uh, nominations because of what he's been dropping. It is very politics driven and. With Drake, the only problem I have with Drake's stance is that anything you make that makes a ton of money, anything you build up that makes a ton of money, eventually politics are going to get involved. Politics don't care about stuff that doesn't make any money. If you make a lot of money, I mean, just look at Marvel. A lot of people didn't like superhero movies until Marvel took off and made a billion dollars with the female lead and the superhero movie like people don't care unless they see that it works so with the grammys politics are involved but if another award show like the bt awards the politics are involved uh, or involved too because 
Megan Thee Stallion won best, um, I believe she won best hip hop artist when Lil Baby literally dropped a song during the Black Lives Matter movement and the BET Awards awards somebody who, frankly, because she was, yeah, let me stop right there. I'm just going to say that Lil Baby, um, had an impactful year wasn't represented the weekend had an impactful year wasn't represented but making another war show doesn't really solve that problem it just only furthers the conversation of how do we come to grips with the acceptance of ourselves instead of just looking for others to accept us you know what i mean because with the grammys they're always going to be politics and involved politics that are involved and in my opinion, the weekend doing the Super Bowl, I feel like that the Grammys looked at that and was like, okay, we're not going to give you any nominations because what I've heard is that the Grammys came to the weekend and said, if you're going to perform at the Super Bowls, if you're going to perform at the uh, Super Bowl 55, then you're not going to get any nominations. Obviously, they didn't say it like that, but they said they probably came. What, what was said, what was going around in the industry is they said that if uh, you do the Super Bowl and you can forget about this nomination, that nomination, and it would be best if you don't do it and and perform for the Grammys. Because I think the dates fall fall on the same day or something like that. Like the, the day he will have to do a performance for the Grammys is around or on the same day of, of the Super Bowl. And basically it was a conflict of schedule. So they was like, if you're not going to perform for us, you're not going to get any nominations, which is what most award shows are like. So it's just unfortunate to see that. And I mean, it's no it's no coincidence that whenever Drake doesn't win, he's not there. And whenever he wins, he's there to accept the award. I'm just going to put it like that. These award shows are, are politically driven and it's always going to be that way. And making another one wouldn't really help the cause of, of music as a whole. But yeah, that's all I really had about. I don't know if that was uh, too too of too much of a tangent over the 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 problem with award shows. But that that's basically how I feel about it. like even deeper than the weekend not getting nominated. That's that's acceptance in general. People who get accepted for award shows aren't. Um, and if it, I would rather be accepted for the public then accepted for uh award show that doesn't really do anything for me because at the end of the day your fan base is always going to be there but the award show can always try to knock you out which is what happened to Lil baby but at the end of the day Lil baby still has his fan base that's twice as large as some of the people that won the awards over him so it's just like you got to find out do, do you really accept yourself or are you just looking for acceptance so that's all I have for the weekend's Grammy snub and Drake coming to his defense. It's funny how the A's always come together when the when the when the cause uh, call, calls for it. So Abel and Aubrey versus the Grammys it was pretty interesting to see on Twitter and time in my timeline. But yeah, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of the weekend being snubbed by the Grammys? And do you believe that award shows? Do you think there should be another award show to battle the Grammys? But yeah.
that's all that's the only two questions i have i know sometimes i know people be like sometimes i say that and then i say like 20 other questions but now nah, that, that's my only two questions i have so yeah switching that up and we're gonna get into gaming getting into gaming we're gonna talk about something that i never thought was gonna come out this year like the title of the video game made me feel like that that was really the release date like i thought in 2077 we was really gonna get a cyberpunk video game but instead seems like this game is actually coming out in five days well when i put this out it may be already would it be out okay saturday sunday monday tuesday wednesday okay by the time this podcast come out it, it would be like a day or two that it it, it uh It'll be a day or two left, I believe. But the game, let's just get into it. The, the game that I'm talking about is Cyberpunk 2077. So the big deal with this game is that it got pushed back basically a year or two. A year and a half, I think. When, when the original release date came out, which I'm not even going to look it up. All the other episodes I had with me talking about Cyberpunk, I looked it up. Nowadays, it don't even matter. It's been more than a year, like well over a year of it being pushed back. And the reason always changes. Oh, we don't have enough uh, time to do the graphics. Oh, we don't have enough time to do the gameplay. Oh, we don't have enough time to polish everything. Oh, we have everything polished, but now on this console. Like, it, it just... The reasons keep changing, and nobody asked them to not take their time with the game. People just ask that when you give a release date, you stick to it. Like, you don't... I would rather you give us a release date and say, if you can't do it, give us a release date that's farther down the line far down the line to where we know it's actually coming out what cd project red did with which rubbed a lot of people the wrong way is they came out with a release date then they pushed it back then they pushed it back again and then they pushed it back again and then they pushed it back again so it was just like they was playing with us at that point like why keep giving us release dates if you're not going to stick to it so, but that's not what I wanted to talk about. I kind of talked to, touched on that and all the other times I talked about Cyberpunk 2077 in my segments. So basically I wanted to get into how the review codes are very limited for this release cycle. And I've heard from people inside the industry that that's always a bad sign for a video game. If they never give, the earlier they give review codes is the more confident the, the, the I can't even talk the developer is about their video game the later the re the review code comes out for the game is the they're not i'm not going to say they're not confident if they don't give out a review code like super before the release date but if you're waiting to like the release date or the day before that's a red flag that's what i've heard i've heard that every time that happens it's a red flag i don't care they say they don't care what game it is if that ever happens it's that's a red flag so I'm still going to play Cyberpunk 2077. Like, that's going to be my Christmas game because I know I won't have any other time to play that game. I also have to finish Spider-Man game. Hopefully, I finish it. Uh, hopefully, I finish it in time to talk about it this week because if I don't, I'm definitely talking about Cyberpunk 2077 because I'm buying that game. <laughs> so, I've been waiting for that this whole, like, and the crazy thing is, is I've been waiting for the, even though they kept pushing it back, I, I've been I've been waiting for the game. So, it, it was one of those things that's just like, I'm going to be upset, but I'm never going to be like, okay, well, I'm done with it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm still going to play the game when it eventually comes out. And now it seems like it's finally coming out. So, 
um cyberpunk 2077 is coming out december 10th that's what the release date says it's not me it's them that's what they say <laughs> so if it gets pushed back because i've said the release date multiple times throughout this throughout my uh, time with this podcast if it gets pushed back is it's not me like i'm not the one obviously i'm not the one pushing it back i don't think nobody thinks i'm pushing it back but december 10th is a release date and for those who really care about the game i believe it's actually coming out this time so uh but the review codes was, is currently a big the, the talk of the town with with cyberpunk 2077 and the reason we well, already went over the reason with that and they kind of feel like that that's a red flag for the game which doesn't mean the game's going to be bad it just means that the game might not be as good as the developers are thinking because it's always up to the developers how early they want to release for early reviews and to have no early reviews for cyberpunk 2077 one of the most anticipated games of the year that i think i think they just wanted to dodge the last of us 2 smoke because i saw the game awards uh nominations and the last of us part 2 has a lot of those nominations and i wouldn't be surprised if they clean up at the game awards so I think Cyberpunk 2077 was trying to dodge that that type of smoke. So I can't blame them, but at the same time, like don't don't give us multiple release dates. Just say you're gonna push it back a year. Like don't you know they they play with our emotions, but at the same time, it's like a very abusive relationship. But we're still here, like trying to put up with the abuse and play the actual video game. So uh, this game better be like phenomenal like this game better change like this game better change lives (laughs) like that's the way they hype up this game and it was like the next the modern gta that's basically well that's not what they're saying because they say this is more rpg heavy and first person shooter so it's a little different but it's gonna have that gta type longevity or that's what they claim so this better change some lives that's all i'm saying uh, so yeah, no early reviews are coming out for this game. Uh, this game comes out, which is weird because this game comes out in like five days. Well, I don't know when this episode is going to come out, but the original, the uh, available, the actual release date is December 10th and it should be coming out on Xbox Series X and S, Xbox Series, well, Xbox One, PS5, PS4, PC, and Stadia. So, and that's why this latest pushback, why they pushed this back a month and it didn't come out um, November, is because they said that they were still porting and uh, in, in, in fixing everything for the current gen consoles. Well, not current. Now it's the old gen consoles. So the PS4 and the Xbox One, they were still making their build uh, runnable on those platforms because I guess they upgraded it and hey, they had to go back and clear some stuff up, up with the old console uh, generation. So that's the reason but at the same time i don't really think people really believe them like that so anyways but i did do some digging and i actually found some of the reviews that um would actually did find some reviews from corp from uh publications about cyberpunk 2077 so these are the only review, early review, and when I mean early, I mean like they say they only play like 16 hours and six of the hours was before before the title screen. So they said like this game is long. 
Like, I, I'm having trouble finishing this Spider-Man game. I don't think this Cyberpunk 2077 game may never get, like, it may be one of those that I just play forever. Like, it's just a never-ending game. Hopefully, but and to be a never-ending game, you have to be engaging. So, hopefully, I come back to it. Some of these early reviews have came have come out for uh, GameSpot gave a preview. GameSpot gave a preview number two. PC Gamer preview. GameStar. IGN. Actually, GameStar has a paywall. That's kind of weird. Uh, IGN gave a early early review, like early. Well, I mean early review. I mean like basically that's the one I'm talking about. I only play 16 hours, and that's that's the review. Like that's it. Uh, DTF. Dot RU. Uh, okay, some of these other ones I don't know. And then you have Games Radar. So for this uh, review, for this like list of early reviews, I'm gonna go with IGN and see what they had to say. So like I just said, they gave their early spoiler reviews of, of Cyberpunk 2077. Um, they, they really didn't have anything too bad to say. It's hard to have something bad to, to say about 16 slice, like a 16 hour slice of a like a 200 hour plus game. But they said it was, it, it was filled with compelling conversations and it's very much a slow burn at the beginning, which is uh, not weird because you have to... For a game this size that you're going to be spending so much time in, I will hope they will world build because if you just throw the player in, you don't want to make them overwhelmed. Something that the best video games I played did for me, they introduced something new every so often into the story. Like I think I'll be toward the end and then I get like a whole new skill tree that opens, aka God of War. So... I like games who consistently introduce new mechanics, but they build up upon those mechanics before introducing you to another new mechanic, which gets you more of a feel of the overall aspect of the game. With Cyberpunk 2077, it has three life paths. It has it has Corpo, <laughs> Corpo, uh, it has Street Kid, and then it has like Nomad. So you can make your own character. You can make your own character to look not like you, but it look close, like similar. Like you, you, it's not gonna be no 2K face scan. You're not gonna be able to put your face into the game, but you're gonna have your own character, sort of like Mass Effect. You can create your own version of what you want your no, what you want your main character to look like. So it may not look like you, but you're gonna be able to mess with the character with the customization options to make it look like something you would want to look at. For the whole 200 plus hours of the game also keanu reeves is in this game he's been going crazy with the promotion like i've seen him on every cyberpunk 2077 promotion like it's just one of those that just i don't like I, i've never seen an actor go so hard for a video game before before like I, i'm being so honest i've never seen the actor go so hard for a video game and, and the promotions and everything keanu, cannot i can't even say his name now keanu uh Reeves is definitely a part of cyberpunk now like if this flops it's gonna look bad on him too so obviously he f he has a lot of stock in this as well so um getting into the like the the more into the early review they said that the story really hooks you um it's a slow burn of course but it is that that's to set up a lot of stuff and a lot of scenarios and and it, it it makes you fully invested into the larger story because of how serious they take world world building 
and people i saw a comment like oh it sounds like another red dead redemption 2 which i had a friend that played red dead redemption 2 and he swear that game was like the one of the best games ever i kept telling him it was bad like that game was that game was bad <laughs> like that was one of rock stars rare missteps in red dead redemption 2 now the online mode was com was commendable but the story was very much a, a boring story like through and through so they said it's not like that that type of slow burn it's more like it will give you a bite and then it'll slow down it'll give you a bite of, of some more action and it'll slow down so it's not just a slow burn for the first like you know chunk of the game so it says it has a lot of of options and depth so it's for me this this tells me that cd project red took their time with this game and i mean obviously they took their time with this game but they put a lot of options in it so they don't the the uh, person playing don't feel like they're just playing a linear game because that's one of the biggest um things that people are looking for in this game is to be able to just do whatever uh they feel like like th there's a lot of options there's a lot of um stock put into these rpg elements into the game so people are looking to have and be able to say anything and then do not anything but basically have more than three options to choose from when when talking to somebody and and having multiple paths you can go down like i can't wait to see the number of endings that cyberpunk 2077 actually has you know because you already know somebody's gonna go through like cd project red i mean cyberpunk 2077 has 2070 uh 20 and 75 uh endings or or they'll have 2,076 endings. Or they'll say like, it has 56 endings with the Nomad. You know, it's just going to be one of those type of videos where they break down every single path you can take in Cyberpunk 2077. And I wonder if that's a uh, if that's going to hurt the runtime. Like, I wonder if some storylines are shorter than the other ones because of the difficulty. You know, sometimes when you're... Maybe if you're a stealth person, you won't run into as many hard boss battles because you like you sneak by people. But I don't know. I mean, we're just going to eventually play the game, which it seems like we're going to be able to play it finally on December 10th. So. They said Night City looks amazing. Um, They said the combat is, is, isn't the greatest of all time but it's also not bad they said if you try to play this like a straightforward first person shooter like call of duty you may be a little disappointed which is a weird complaint so that that makes me hesitant but at the same time i'm always going to play it for myself so um i'm not too worried about that and also i think cyberpunk 2077 will end up winning game of the year for 2021 because like i said I, I feel like the only reason they pushed it back so far is to dodge the last of us 2 last of us part 2 smoke like they really didn't want to go up against last of us part 2 so i think that's the only reason they dodged it um i can't think of anything i think they talk, they talk about the graphics and then oh there's so many bugs that's why we had to push it back i was watching the the night city wires they would put out that, that game looked perfectly like obviously it was a press uh view of of the game like they was showing us what they wanted to show us but well, i can't even compare it to marvel avengers because they showed us what what that game was just bad in general i can't even i'm not even gonna disrespect cyberpunk like that and just compare it to marvel avengers but cyberpunk 2077 basically i feel like that game been ready and they just wanted to dodge the 
the cutoff date for the game awards so they can actually have a shot at winning more of the nominations because with the last of us part two it looks like it's finna clean up at the game awards which that actually comes out thursday i believe so while everybody's gonna be playing cde project while everybody's gonna be playing cyberpunk 2077 the day before the game awards i believe i think it's the day before the game awards i may got my dates mixed up but Basically, um, they're, they're trying their hardest to, to put into people's minds that this should win a lot of uh, awards at the next Game Awards. So hopefully it doesn't end up like uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which was another great game, but didn't get that much recognition because it fell into a weird time and missed the last year Game Awards. But I guess it was into this Game, game Awards and ran into like... The Last of Us Part 2, Ghost of Tsushima. So it ran into some dogs and, and it really only got one nomination. And I forget what that was for. I think it was for Best Action Adventure. Which I hopefully it wins that one because, yeah, but missed out on a lot of nominations because it went up against those games. Like, So I think that's what Cyberpunk 2070. Like, Cyberpunk 2077 is a big game in itself too. So I feel like it could have competed, but win, I don't know. <laughs> So yeah, that's all I have for the Cyberpunk 2077, not having any early reviews besides like some of the big corporations. And I even went over those. They play like 16 hours out of the 200 promised hours of the game. So yeah, uh, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of Cyberpunk 2077 not giving out more early copies of the game for reviews? And yeah, that's it. That's my only question. Okay, y'all always... <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to get better with only asking one question when I say that. So, yeah, that's all I have for Cyberpunk 2077. No early reviews. Now we're going to switch it up and get into pop culture. Okay, getting into pop culture, we're going to talk about this game that I... We're going to talk about this game that came out two well didn't come out two days ago but of me of the time of me recording this came out two days ago so this came out on december 10th 2020 the developers was ubisoft published by ubisoft uh action adventure type game rating t for teen and the game i am talking about is called immortals phoenix rising so immortals phoenix rising is is one of those games that didn't really blow up necessarily on the on the timeline when it came out but it did enough to to get my like attention like i, I saw it i saw the hype from gamers uh, when this game came out so it has a it has a nice little fan base um basically with immortals phoenix rising you play as phoenix on a quest to save the greek gods from a dark a curse um throughout the game you take on mythology <laughs> mythological beast master the legendary powers of the gods and defeat typhon the deadliest titan in greek mythology in an epic fight for the ages so throughout the game i mean you you play as phoenix like it was just saying and you you fight for say you try to like basically you're out here saving people as phoenix so um ubisoft has had their hands full with like video games I mean, they had Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Watch Dogs Legion, 
and now they putting out another uh, title called Immortals Phoenix Rising, which is crazy because all those came out in the same year. I've heard Assassin's Creed Valhalla is, is one of the, the longest games, one of the longest games that they made, and they even said that they cut down on the runtime, which obviously they didn't. People were coming out complaining about the runtime. So, Watch Dogs Legion, I heard that game was underwhelming. I was thinking about getting it, but I'm glad I didn't because it was going to end up like another game that I bought and didn't beat, which was Outer Worlds. I like that game, but it, it wasn't engaging enough for me to uh, keep playing it. So, um, with the Mortals Phoenix Rising, the reviews came in. So, with Ubisoft having so many games that is getting praise or just getting... Because Watch Dogs Legion didn't get like trashed, but they said it was very underwhelming and the mechanic of being able to play as every NPC was more of a gimmick than an in innovative feature. So actually getting into the latest re title release, Ubisoft's latest title release, we're going to get to some of the reviews that I've came across. So uh, Game Informer gave this a 9 out of 10, IGN gave it a 7 out of 10. GameSpot gave it a 7 out of 10. PC Gamer gave it a 72 out of 100. Nintendo Life gave it a 7 out of 10. So all of these games are around 70s. So that's like a what, C? C minus. So it's not um like I said, when this game came out, it didn't have the biggest splash of all time. But it also didn't like it also held its own a little bit because I saw it trending on Twitter, which is not the easiest thing to do when you drop a game like this, which I don't know if the fan base is going to kill me for saying that because I don't really know too much about Immortals Phoenix Rising. All I know is that it came out, it had a decent amount of pub and it has a decent roundup of review scores. Like it's not bad and it's not great. It's just, it's just average. It's just okay. Well, Game Informer gave it a 9 out of 10, so I guess they was feeling very highly about this game. Um, to give it a 9, that's, that's, yeah, that's pretty, that's a high score. Uh, so, Immortals Phoenix Rising, nothing too crazy, nothing not great and not bad, just average. <laughs> but the game did come out, so I did want to talk about it for a little bit because I knew there was a little fan base. And I do talk about gaming from time to time, even though I feel like y'all like when I talk about hip-hop and music. Uh, for the most part, I feel like uh, I got to at least talk about some games that make a little noise. So I wanted to put in Immortals Phoenix Rising. And then also, I'm, I'm going to start switching it up because this is towards the end of the pod now. So that, that's all I have to say about that. But I'm also going to start switching it up. And I think to, I would say reward, but I mean, that sounds like an egotistical, a egotistical way to put it. But basically, because the numbers are going up on this pod and people are listening in like bunches well not bunches but like you know people are listening i see people like over like i can look at my numbers and there's like two people who put it up on a big screen i'm like well like it's like an overcast i don't know what an overcast is so maybe i'm it's not a big screen but they put it on something else like uh i feel like overcast is like when you when you use your phone and put it onto your tv right like that's all i'm thinking but for a podcast it's just like there's no video form like it used to be with, with youtube but youtube is a whole nother beast like youtube is, is pretty weird uh so with this format i think i'm gonna start putting out two podcasts a week i'm gonna put out one on monday and it well okay not monday i, I 
I'll be doing too much to promise specific days. Basically, I'm gonna put out two. I'm gonna start putting out two podcasts a week, just because of the support that I've been getting for the pod. Because it's it's not too often that you see a chart and the you look at like I look at the chart and it's like it was going to like you know a little squiggly line that the charts do and then just shot up. Like I don't know when towards the middle of this year it shot up like it, you would think it would shoot up during the pandemic but towards the middle of this year it shot up so it, it was uh very unexpected a lot of episodes started taking off like i always keep saying juice world is my most listened to episode i'm not gonna give you too much of my analytics because i i've been told that's something to like put together and, and sell to companies but um i don't know if we're to that point yet <laughs> but as far well except for robin hood like shout out to robin hood yeah definitely a shout out to them for believing in this podcast but uh yeah i think i'm gonna start putting out two podcasts a week and we'll see how that goes hopefully it's not too much hopefully i don't drive myself crazy uh, i'm only talking for like an hour about music and gaming so i don't think it'll be too hard to do i would just have to make sure my mental my mentals is okay because you know how they always say take care of your mentals and your, and your chicken or your chicken and your mentals i think Iguodala said that one time but yeah, so that's what I'm going to do. Um, thank you for all y'all who actually support this podcast like on a consistent basis and, and contribute to affecting the masses. So yeah, get into the, now we're going to get into the overview of episode 23. That's another thing. Two podcasts a week. Hopefully I don't get these numbers mixed up. Um, so episode. OK, so I already got it mixed up. Episode 24. Um, we got into G Herbo for Quarter of the Pod. We talked about the music with the Grammy, the weekend's Grammy snub, which was a huge deal in my opinion. Um, got into gaming with Cyberpunk 2077, not having any early reviews, like none. Well, they had some for some big publications, but even those publications said that they only play like 16 hours, which they said in the grand scheme of Cyberpunk 2077 being a 200 hour game, it's definitely not enough. And then we got into pop culture with Immortals Phoenix Rising. And the whole thing about that game was just speaking on it because it made noise on Twitter. Like, I, I just wanted to give their fan base, like, something to, to, to uh, hold on to and just just uh, just not completely just act like that game never came out. So, I, I wanted to give the respect to that game and say, it was, it, yeah, it made a lot of noise. Um, so, yeah, that's about it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in for the uh, to the Notorious Mass Effect podcast. And don't be afraid to send me a voice message letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode. Click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest and greatest activities. Make sure to share this podcast and rate this five stars as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Notorious Mass Effect.